about it and was whining because he couldn't find it so Austin kindly went over and got it out for him and now Leonard <laughs> just put it back in the same spot <laughs> he's probably looking at you like you I bastard I cannot stand you <laughs> uh-huh. I love him so much that was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> the fact you tripped over the <laughs> okay I like rolled my ankle <laughs> Imagine if I got like super injured and had to explain to the doctor like what the fuck happened. <laughs> I tripped over a chihuahua's rawhide. Which isn't even that big. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to A Side of Homicide. I am Austin. And I'm Tennille, and we're together again! We're together again. We are Rona-free. Thank goodness. And we are now both half-vaccinated. Yes, I got my second one on Monday. Yes. And today is Friday. And I think I'm four weeks until my second one now, So, but I already have it scheduled. Yeah, it's super nice. At least here in North Dakota, they schedule you right away usually. Yeah, so. yeah. And I was able to get in with a, like a 20-minute notice. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, which is really nice. So I was like, sign me up, girl. We have it available like really easily here. Yeah, I think there was over 300 appointments available in North Dakota. Yeah, it was nice. So, but yeah, yeah um, thank you guys for burying our last episode of we know trying, the sound was bad yeah mm-hmm. i mean trying to record because it was like it was my it really sucked because it was my case and normally we, we record at tenille's place so she has the microphone and you know i was just on the computer trying to talk you know it it was a whole mess but we are together again and hopefully now this never happens again yes especially because we'll both be fully vaccinated and yes. it'll be fine um, so last night my quarantine was done. And so we decided we were going to go to Taco John's and go to the, uh, grocery store together. Yeah. And do we go to the grocery store first? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I really wanted some chocolate and well, so did Austin. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then like we can go, you can just, uh, but I had already had a little bit to drink and I'm responsible. So I'm like, I'm not going to like, I, I can't drive. So I told her, I was like, you could either take my truck or my car. And so I just replaced the wipers on my car, which was good because it was raining out. Yes, it really was. Yeah. So we go to the store and we pull up to Taco John's. Yes. We're in the drive-thru. Yeah. We are. We ordered and we're waiting and all of a sudden, like, my wiper blade flies off. And I mean flies (laughs) off. And it scared us. We didn't know what happened. I thought somebody was attacking us. Well, because then the, like, metal arm flew and hit the windshield yeah and um it was just and it was like screeching so then my tipsy ass was like okay well you know what like they're taking a little bit long at the drive-thru so i was like which is fine i'll just go out and fix it right now in the rain while we're in the drive-thru so we could get home sooner and eat our tacos yes um, <laughs> we got six pack and a pound yes we did um but so I'm out there trying to fix it. And I don't know how the hell I even got it on to begin with. Obviously not well to begin with. But 
So I'm trying to fix it. And of course the car in front of us pulls ahead. So we pull up to the window because I signaled to Neil. I was like, you know what? I'll just walk outside of the car, just pull up. And the girl at the window asked you, like, are you okay? Yeah, because she saw Austin, but, like, it was dark out. Yeah. So she didn't, like, know what he was doing. And <laughs> is, like, right next to a, a bar. Yeah. Or a liquor store. Uh, oh, a thing. drive-through liquor store. Yeah. So and I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> but she got a kick out of it. Yeah. She was super sweet, too. Well, and there was this guy that had walked through the drive-thru. So we were a little sketched out because we didn't know if he had, like, wandered over from the liquor store or not. Because, I mean, well, that it, happens. Yeah, that does happen. And that's what she said, too. So I think that's why she was a little paranoid about me. But we had said something to her. And we thought we were like, oh, we just thought it was a drunk. And she goes, oh, it was just a drunk driver. And we looked at her. And we're like, and she goes, no, I mean a truck driver. <laughs> parked his truck and then walked through obviously because oh. he couldn't she <laughs> lost it though too <laughs> it was so funny we all laughed about it it was great oh. it was a good taco john's night and, well yeah and then we get going and we're almost home what happens again <laughs> the wiper blade flies off again it did it oh. bad. so i just drove home with no <laughs> wipers because <laughs> it made this awful screeching sound yeah it was pretty well, bad. And of course, it was the driver's side one, too. Mm -hmm. So, like, there there really wasn't anything you could do about no. it. <laughs> it was bad. But it was funny. Yeah, so. and I didn't feel like fixing it until today. So, we left it for two days yeah. just chilling in West yeah, Crack. Okay. You know, it's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> nothing they ain't seen before. Yeah. So, I mean, other than that, nothing really new with us since we've been in quarantine since, you know. Yeah. Well, forever. we got noticed by Peanut's dad. We did. Okay. So this is a little background if you guys aren't listening in order on the episodes. Peanut is um, a dog that is next door to us, and she's our neighbor's dog, and we love her. We always give her treats. We have her. no idea who the neighbor is. No. We never talk to him. We just wave at him sometimes, and we go and pet his dog. And Yeah, and he just lets us because yeah. we're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight he waved me over, and he gave us a gift card to Applebee's. Yeah. And he said, thanks for always saying hi to Peanut. She always enjoys seeing you guys and gets so excited. And I was like, oh, my heart. Yeah, and he also said she waits for us yeah. outside. And I'm like, hey. And she, whenever she goes back in, she instantly wants out again, you know, in case we come. And yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, my heart. Oh, so. She's such a honey. I love her. And he <laughs> said we could also take her on walks. Which so, we are yes. definitely going to do. We're going to actually do it tomorrow. Yeah. So it's going to be a nice day out. <laughs> Peanut like, walk. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> It'll be so fun. Oh, my. Leonard gets to stay home, though. Yeah. Because just because they don't know each other. And he's been naughty. Yeah, he's been kind of driving me nuts during quarantine. Whenever I got on my laptop to work from home, he would whine. <sighs> yeah, so I, I I had a hard time working from home with him. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'm yeah. kind of glad I didn't have to deal with him. Yeah, I didn't technically have to go to back to work until Monday, but I took another COVID test and they let me come back a day early. Thank God, because yeah. I can work from home again. Okay, so I guess that's all we have for you guys. So we I can move on to... To Neil's True Crime News, hosted by Tenille Turner. And commentary by Austin Olds. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that and I was really excited to oh say it. Oh <laughs> my God. The highlight of your day. Yes. So I actually have four. I couldn't decide again, so I just put them all in. Okay, fair. So I actually, I did, I have five, but I was like, Tennille, you need to take one out and put that for next week. You don't week. need to explain yourself. We accept it. Okay, thank you. So did you hear about a woman's remains being found in a crawl space of her home? 
Really? Mm -hmm. That freaks me out. So it was like her home and she found it in a crawl space. No. Or she was found in the She was found in the crawl space no. in her own home. In Fulton, Mississippi, a woman named Deborah Evans Bell, who was in her mid-50s when she went missing in February of 2016. So it was a while ago. Yeah. And she was just found? Mm-hmm. Oh. She reportedly left home for a doctor's appointment but never arrived. Um, on January 19th, 2021... A plumber was called to the property by the current occupants. Mm. Um, and he was there to fix a leak. And then the plumber ended up finding her remains, which poor Can plumber. you imagine? No. Well, and like, can you imagine living in a house and just having like remains found? Yeah. And didn't know it <sighs> was there. Like, so the cops are actually now investigating it as a homicide because it was found in the crawl space. Right. Sketchy. She didn't just go in there and like mm -hmm. simply pass away. Right. And so, um, but right now her cause of death is unknown, but they are investigating it as a homicide. You have to keep us posted. Yes. And the cross space was actually in the home that Deborah and her husband shared. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting is right. So I guess they're going to check with the husband on what mm. happened. Ahem. <clears throat> So, did you hear about the Uber Eats driver that was killed in a carjacking by two teen girls? No. No, this one's been all over the news so and all over my feed, too. So, I was actually thinking you might have. But as we all know, Austin lives under a rock. There's literally nothing but cats on my feed on TikTok. As you know. It's okay. <laughs> I've been following this cat named Pot Roast. Pot Roast. Who names her cat Pot Roast? I love it. I literally Pot roast it. is beautiful. She is. You guys have to go on TikTok and look up pot roast. Pot roast's mom on TikTok. She's we like a scrungy, scrungy. Is that a word? Grungy. I'm the cat. It. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's like a grungy, she, toothless cat. Pot roast's mom described her as uh, she looks like a stuffed animal that's been thrown through the wash a few too many times. That's a good example. <laughs> For a good comparison. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I always keep up with pot roast, but I don't keep up with this stuff. You it's know? okay. That's my job. It's okay. <laughs> so in Springfield, Virginia, a man named Mohammed Anwar, who was 66 years old, was just doing his job, which was delivering for Uber Eats. Along came two teenage girls, aged 13 and 15, whose names have not been released because they are minors. Yeah. Um, attempted to steal Mohammed's car and taste him. And this led to a car accident. They tasted him? Tased. Tased. Oh. Not tasted. <laughs> <laughs> Corona is still well, happening. <laughs> well, I was like, maybe he, like, you know, had food. No, so. tased. Mm. Tased. Okay. So this led to a car accident, and he was fatally injured. Oh, mm -hmm. that's a bummer. And who knows? Maybe these girls' names will be released in, you know, future. Hopefully. I mean, that's shitty. Yeah, it really is. The two girls have been arrested and they have both been charged with felony murder and armed carjacking. So here's a little bit about the victim. Um, he immigrated here from Pakistan in 2014. He was a husband, father, grandfather, uncle, and friend who always had a smile on his face. Oh, yeah. You know, like in the other, you know, current true crime news we've talked about, some people set up GoFundMes. Yeah. And it's really cool because um, this one actually has raised over a million dollars. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, that oh. is really cool because his family deserves that money because he was obviously a hardworking man just trying to make ends yeah. meet. And I mean, there's there's no price tag on a life, but no. you know what? That definitely helps. It helps. With, yeah. you know, funeral costs and everything. And 
Well, and who knows? Maybe he was, you know, one of the main providers in his family. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like, so that was the second one. I got a third one for you. So have you heard about the pastor that was murdered while mixed up in a love affair? Oh, my God. I haven't, but I'm really excited. So, got me hooked now. Yes. This one's a little short because, I mean, short and sweet. I mean, you kind of explained it all right I there. mean, short and terrible, not short and sweet, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so... In Oklahoma, a pastor named David Charles Evans, who was 50 years old, was fatally shot while he was in bed. Oh. His wife, named Christy Donnell Evans, who was 47 years old, had her lover, Khalil Dini Square, who was 26 years old. Oh, my. Robin the Cradle, uh, shoot her husband. Well, he squared that away. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Oops. Uh, <laughs> they have both been arrested and charged with first degree murder. Christy um, also claimed that her husband was verbally abusive, um, but the three of them did actually have a sexual relationship at one point. Mm. So there you have it. Interesting. Yes, interesting. Did you hear about the attorney that was charged after assaulting his girlfriend at a bowling alley? At a bowling alley? <laughs> at a bowling alley. I mean, Some ghetto shit. Bowling kind of gets me going sometimes, too, but... Honestly, though, this is my favorite story. I'll tell you why here. Okay. So, in Charleston, Cal... Cal Carolina. <laughs> Cal Carolina. <laughs> in Charleston, South Carolina, an attorney named Pano Pano Michael Dupree, who is 58 years old, arrived at the Ashley Lane's bowling alley, and he got into an argument with his girlfriend. Um, he started grabbing her hair um, and kind of placed her in a chokehold. Well, another person, a woman nearby, saw what was happening and rushed to the woman's aid. She punched the attorney in the face and knocked him to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and he was charged with assault and battery due to the incident, which happened on March 19th of this year. Um, and he did post his $1,087 bond and was released. Oh. But, I mean, I love that that other woman was like, I got you, girl. Yeah, so that funny. is some <laughs> love her. I know. I love. I actually really liked that story because nobody got killed. It was just a little yeah. messy. And she stuck up for another woman. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like the girlfriend's okay. So Good. Hopefully she's reconsidering the relationship. is funny. I have to actually show you this because it's funny. I mean, this woman, this woman got him good, okay? Oh, she got him. Right? She kicked his ass. Damn, that eye does not look good. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yeah, but I thought that was <laughs> So I guess we can get on into the case now. So have you heard of the murders of Katie Plattle? Um, I think I'm saying it right. P-L-A-D-L. Plattle? Maybe Pladell. Pladell. Plattle? I don't know. Um, Anthony Fusco and Bennett Plattle or Pladell. No. Okay. So we're going to take it back in time to when you were not born. Okay. Back in 1995 when I was only one. Oh, you know, I was kind of a thought at that You're point. You're a thought in the yeah. void. Yeah. yeah. So. Was, what month? A man named Stephen Plattle who was 20 at the time, had met a woman on the internet. Oh, my God. Named Alyssa Garcia, who was 15 at the time, which... Oh, mm, yeah, was, it's mm, a little risque. Yeah, a little risque. So, 
1998, Alyssa, who is now 17, gives birth to a beautiful baby girl. And they named her Denise. Okay. And Alyssa stated that, unfortunately, Stephen was abusive towards Denise. Oh, which, don't love that. Yeah. Men on the shitty. internet, I tell you. Yeah, men on the internet. <laughs> so. I haven't gotten much better, girl. Do you remember in the office when Michael Scott makes an online dating profile and his username is Little Kid Lover? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) Okay, sorry. (laughs) Made me think of that. Oh, God. So um, she mentioned that Stephen would pinch Denise hard enough to leave, like, black and blue marks on her skin. Yeah, which, ow. Yeah. And also, that's just going to make her cry. Honestly, no offense, but at that point, just hit me. Right? Like, (laughs) I don't like pinches are the worst. Pinches are worse. Like, they're so bad. (laughs) Just and like tickling. Tickling? No, I, I don't know how much you hate tickling. I don't fuck with tickling. <laughs> oh, I, I try to tickle you sometimes. If anybody's ever trying to torture me to get some information out, tickle, tickle me. You. <laughs> I will tell you anything you it. need to know just so you don't fucking tickle me. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I love it. So, unfortunately, he also would stuff her in like a cooler for drinks, you know? Like, to keep her quiet from crying. And it almost suffocated her. Yeah. Like, isn't that crazy? A cooler? Like, a co- like I'm guessing one of those big coolers, you know, that you take to, like... Well, yeah, but, like... With a bunch of drinks. Okay. That's on another level of, like, psychotic, I feel like. Yeah. So, even though Stephen does all of these terrible things, Alyssa still decides to marry him. Got a winner here. I mean, at that point, though, you're so manipulated in the relationship mm-hmm. that you think that that's all you deserve. So, mm-hmm. um, Alyssa does state that Stephen remained violent, angry, temperamental, and unpredictable throughout their marriage. Mm-hmm. So he didn't really change much. So Alyssa and Stephen did end up deciding to place Denise up for adoption, which clearly was good because yeah. Stephen had issues. Um, and she was adopted by Anthony Fusco, who was a New York State Department uh, corrections officer. Aww. Yeah. And Kelly Fusco, his wife, who worked as a secretary for the town of Dover's Land Use Department. Um, they were from Dutchess County, New York, and they ended up changing Denise's name to Katie Fusco. Okay. Um, and they lived in a small gray trailer in a trailer park. And so now we're actually going to fast forward again. Um, and we're going to go to 2007. Okay. So this was about 10 years after Denise, who is now Katie, was born. Right. So Alyssa and Stephen are still together. Oh. Yeah, after 10 years. Um, they decide to have another child together. Oh. Which, mm, okay. Uh, which was a girl. And then fast forward again to 2012, they decide to have a third child together, which is another girl. Oh, okay. Yes. Now we're going to keep fast forwarding. And then we're in 2016. How old oh, wow. were you then? I, well, I was either 16 or 17. Oh, yeah. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Katie is now 18. So she wasn't much older than you. Oh. At that time. Yeah, I guess so. So she graduated from high school and she actually ended up planning to enroll um, in Dutchess County Community College. And then she planned to transfer to SUNY Purchase. Uh, to study digital advertising. And she was known for being a talented artist, and she was also on the cheerleading squad. Okay. So a little background on Katie there. 
Katie was actually aware that she was adopted. So, you know, obviously being adopted, some people get kind of curious on who their family is. Right. So she wanted to find out who her biological parents were um, and she wanted to get to know them. Biological mother, Alyssa, is 37 years old and her biological father, Stephen, is now 42. Um, Katie finds their information and reaches out on social media. She ended up not enrolling in college, actually. After she found out who her parents were. Instead, she actually ended up moving in with Stephen, Alyssa, and their two daughters. Yeah, and their two daughters were 6 and 11 at this time. Really? Yeah, which I thought that was kind of unusual just for the fact that, like, they gave you up for adoption. Right. Why would you choose to all of a sudden move in with them? Well, especially after you've been raised by a family that loves and cares and chose you. Mm -hmm. Well, not only that, like, she's moving from New York to Henrico, Virginia. Yeah, no thanks. No. Alyssa did end up telling Katie what Stephen did to her as a baby, and that was the main reason, you know, why they put her up for adoption. Yeah. Um, and obviously it didn't bother her because she still stuck around. Really? Which is so odd, because if you knew your father, your biological father did that. Why would like, you stay? Why would you want to even get to know him? Right. Like, he abused you as a child. Exactly. You know? <sighs> And um, Alyssa also stated that Stephen's appearance started changing after he met Katie officially, like again, after all those years, you know? Yeah. Um, He started wearing skinny jeans, form fitting clothes, um, shaved his beard and grew his hair out. Okay. So what's next? A fucking Corvette? Yeah. Isn't this weird? It's like a (laughs) midlife crisis. Literally midlife crisis. So... About six weeks after Katie moved into their home, for some reason, Stephen began sleeping on her bedroom floor every night. And that wasn't weird to her? Right? Like, that's your bio dad. Like, (sighs) why is, why? Even my regular dad, my regular dad, my dad now, I would think, dad, what the hell? Like, go to bed. Yeah. Like, what are you doing on the floor? It's deranged. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Um, Alyssa and Stephen actually had been sleeping in separate beds for months prior. Okay. Had some issues there, clearly. Imagine that. Um, but Alyssa still thought this was obviously strange, so she confronted Stephen about it, and he stated that it was none of her business and stormed out of the house. But it's like, it kind of is her business, because it's like, they're still married, and that's their kid, even. Right. She's just an adult now. Right. So that is her business. Exactly. Uh, not long after that, Stephen and Katie began a sexual relationship. Oh, no. For all those listeners, remember that is father and daughter. No. And Katie is a pretty girl. Like, I'll post I pictures can't. on our socials, but like, she could have had many male suitors out there that were lining up to take her on dates because yeah. she was a cute girl. And Stephen can fuck off because he was married, so he doesn't get any dates. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, God damn. This is your kid. What are you doing, you psycho? You can do better than your dad, sweetie. Literally. We should flirt. I wish we had merch so we could put, you could do better than your dad. (laughs) So Alyssa and Steven were obviously having trouble in their relationship prior to Katie moving in, you know, sleeping in separate bedrooms and whatnot. Um, Alyssa decides to move out of the house and files for divorce. um, And she wanted to split custody of the two younger girls that they had together. Okay. So, a few months later, Stephen has his two younger girls start calling Katie their stepmom. Stop it. Yeah, instead of their sister. So, he's like, this is your stepmom, kiddos. And shortly after that, Katie gets pregnant. 
and Stephen is the baby daddy. Alyssa always thought that Stephen and Katie's relationship was strange, but didn't know the details. No, okay. You know, the sexual baby details. Oh, my God. And she actually found out because she read her 11-year-old daughter's diary, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I want to know what's going on yeah. in this house. Um, this girl knows. She wrote it down in that fucking did. book. And um, in the, the diary, it was detailed that Stephen and Katie were sleeping in the same bed. And that the daughters had to call Katie their stepmother, mother, mother, <laughs> their stepmother instead of their sister. And that Stephen, their dad, was referring to Katie's baby in the belly, his child. So, you know, obviously his other daughters knew something was strange. Right. They're not, not right. Stupid. Yeah. So after this, Alyssa contacted the police. Good on her. Yeah. Because that's the right thing to do. So now we are in May of 2017 uh, when the Henrico County Police interview Stephen and Alyssa's children, the two younger ones that okay. they have. Um, and they were asking about the details from the diary, you know, because they can't just go and arrest people for claims that of a child's diary. That's true. So they kind of need to, you know, do some investigating and some digging and find out what's going on. So no arrests were made at this time. And I'm guessing that Stephen and Katie knew that the police were kind of sniffing around because then they decided to move to Nightingale, North Carolina. Oh, and that didn't raise any questions. Right. So Virginia to North Carolina. So on July 20th, 2017, Katie and Stephen got married. How is that allowed? So they got married in Maryland and they did not disclose that they were father and daughter because obviously they could not get married if that was the case. Right. And she had her adoptive name. last name. What happened to her adopted parents? Did they just, did they know anything about this? The disgusting thing is Katie's adoptive parents attended the wedding. Stop it. Mm -hmm. And they knew. They knew. And they claimed they felt there was nothing else they could do except for support Katie. I'm sorry. Support her by fucking removing her from that situation. Thank you. I'm sorry, but no, you do not support an incestuous relationship. I love my daughter, so I'm letting her marry her fucking father. Yeah, like, what? No. Oh, supportive parent of the year. Like, disgusting. Oh yeah, God. I just, oh, that's, when I read that, I read that in multiple articles, so. That's disgusting. It's, it's disgusting. I just can't handle people. On September 1st, 2017, Katie gives birth to a little boy which is Stephen and hers baby. Uh, they name him Bennett. And clearly the police has caught wind of this entire situation because on November 29th, 2017, Henrico County police officers issue warrants um, for their arrest for both of them. Okay. And then in January of 2018, they were both arrested and charged with incest and adultery. Um, and they were both released on bond and ordered to have no contact with each other. So Katie actually ended up moving back to New York with her adoptive parents and um, Stephen's mother, whose name is Grace, who is 72 at the time, gains custody of their son, Bennett, which I think personally, this was a bad choice. She is 72 years old. Yeah. And this is a baby. Like, I, what? Uh, no. So this was actually part of the bail agreement, too. Really? 
Yeah, but whoever decided that that was a bad move, like judge. Uh, what happens what if she has like some sort of health emergency? Right, and I mean, seventy-two. Come on, yeah. she should not be doing that. So the court did not place a legal restriction preventing Stephen from visiting Bennett at his mother's house or taking him away from the home, like for other you know visits if he wanted to take him back for you know going to the park or going to visit other relatives, like that kind of thing. They didn't have any restrictions. Which surprises me if he did, because he kind of sounds like a piece of shit. Yes. Even though there was a no contact order in place, Katie actually ended up calling Steven in April of 2018. And good news to break things off. Finally came to her senses. Really? So. So they weren't already broken off? Mm-hmm. They're still together technically because they never got to say anything to each other. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, what do you do? And uh, after this, um, after the breakup happened over the phone, Stephen decides to pick up their son, Bennett, from his mother's house. Um, he told his mother that he was going to actually bring Bennett to New York to visit Katie because that's where she is now with her adoptive parents again. Yeah. But instead, he ends up bringing him to his home, suffocates him, and leaves the baby's body in the closet at his home. What? Mm-hmm. So poor baby Bennett uh, was murdered by his father. After this, Stephen then decides to drive from North Carolina to New-, to New York. So he still was going there, but just without the baby. Right. And he waits outside Katie's adoptive parents' home. And this was on April 12th, 2018. So Stephen watched as Katie and her adoptive father get into a truck together and drive away. So Stephen, who is in a light blue minivan, followed them as they drove from Wingdale to New Milford. And they were actually on their way to Katie's adoptive grandmother's house. Because I guess she had a cleaning job and um, one of her clients was her grandmother's house. Okay. So, yeah. Which is good on her that she's, you know, getting a job and doing things. It's actually unclear if Katie and her adoptive father knew they were being followed or not. Yeah. So, you know, we don't know. Right. While Katie and her adoptive father were at the stop sign, Stephen pulled up and shot Katie. Yeah, who is now 20, and then also shot her adopted father, um, Anthony Fusco, who is 56, and he ended up killing both of them. What the fuck? So now he has killed three people. And the sad thing is they had multiple gunshot wounds to their upper torso and head, so there was no chance, you know. So at this time, nobody knew that the son that Katie and Stephen shared was dead. Because, you know, Stephen just brought him home. Yeah, and I suppose. Disposed of him. Um, shortly after the killings of Katie and Anthony, uh, Stephen's mother, Grace, had called 911 and stated that her son, Stephen, had just called her and said that he killed the baby. And he stated that she should not go over there, but police should. And so now, obviously, the police are, you know, finding out about all of these things. So Stephen, who is now 42 at this time, was found dead in his vehicle in Dover, New York. Uh, he had also killed himself. Um, an assault-type rifle, similar to an AR-15, was on the passenger side of the vehicle. Stephen's ex-wife and Katie's mother, Alyssa, stated that Stephen actually had an obsession with guns. Um, he had been an outcast in high school. He had not had a job for eight years. Like, how did you even survive? <laughs> Can you, you like, know? let me know what his secret was? Right? Because, like, damn. <laughs> and she also stated that he fit the exact profile of one of um, 
those mass shooters, she mm. says. She also stated that she feels lucky that Stephen actually didn't go after her and her two other children, obviously, because, you know, right. he was crazy. When also, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. But he did this because his daughter broke up with him? Mm-hmm. He took a bad breakup from his daughter. Literally. Like, so I'm going to shoot everybody and then shoot myself. Yeah. Because my daughter broke up with me. Yeah. Um, Alyssa had actually previously obtained protective orders banning Stephen from going near her or her family, which okay. good on her. Good. Yeah. I did find some info on Anthony's obituary. So it stated that he normally actually went by the name Tony instead of Anthony. Uh, he was in the U.S. Coast Guard before he started working as a correctional officer at the Federal Correctional Institution for Danbury, Connecticut. Um, and he had this job for 20 years, which is good for him because that's a long time. Uh, after he retired, he worked part-time as a security guard for Securitas at Cricket Valley Energy Center in Dover Plains. So a little bit of background on him, not okay. a whole ton, but I just wanted to kind of say a little bit. Yeah. So in Katie's obituary, it stated that she was a freelance artist, um, kind of like I mentioned in the beginning, she loved art. Yeah. Um, and she loved all animals, especially rescuing stray cats, which I thought was cute. Oh. You know, because, yeah, I guess that's all I have for you is just <laughs> those three murders. Oh, jeez. Geez. <laughs> yeah, but I came across, um, I think, an article randomly. I don't know where. Maybe on Facebook. And I read it and I was just like, this is a crazy story. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, your dad? Like, I, There was just so many twists and turns. I was just like, this is crazy. Suppose we can get on to our dog and cat fact. Austin, what is your cat fact today? So, like dogs, cats only sweat through their paws. Do you know what's really funny? What? That was going to be my dog fact. Shut up. I swear to God, it was going to be my dog fact. And <laughs> Do then you want me to find a different one? No, no, it's not. It's oh, not. okay. It's like... I, Right below it, I found something else that I wanted to cover instead. Oh. But legit, though, I almost said that. Great minds think alike. Right? Well, what can I say? Because it's kind of fun to find a dual one, a dog yeah. slash cat fact. So I was like, oh, my God, that's cool. But I did do that already. Like, uh, So I was like, gotcha. So did you know that puppies are born blind and deaf, so their ear canals and eyes are still closed? I didn't know I knew, about the eyes. I was going to say, I know about the eyes, but I didn't know about... Didn't know about the ears. Weird. Yeah. Uh, most puppies open their eyes and respond to noises after about two weeks. Okay. So, kind of like kittens, too, because, yeah. you know, I grew up with having tons of batches of kittens. Like, yeah. I loved it. It was great. Whoa. So, we had a bunch of farm cats. But, yeah, they never open their eyes either. And Weird. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's all we have for you guys. So if you want to follow us on Facebook at... A Side of Homicide. And on Instagram at... Side of Homicide. Or email us at... Side of Homicide at Hotmail.com. And if you would be so kind as to leave us an iTunes review, we would love you forever. And thank you so much because that helps us keep talking in your ears about all the gruesome murders that you want to hear. <laughs> I was just going to say, all of our terrible, terrible stories. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> if you guys want to hear more about incest and everything, um, just... Leave us a review. Incest stories lately. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> you want to hear more about incest and murders and incest murders? You know, just give us a five star review on iTunes yeah. and we'll or keep... watch Game of Thrones. Right, right. <laughs>
exactly so anyways (laughs) make sure to stay paranoid everyone stay paranoid Bye. bye